in the eastern woods. Nate's father had built a reputation throughout the mining stockades of the eastern woods for fairness and safety in the mines he ran. How ironic, then, that he should have died in a freak accident, to be replaced by Grint Grail, an ambitious sergeant with a reputation for brutality. If, indeed, Nate thought, it had been an accident. Nate returned to the cabin. He buckled the ironwood shoulder guards into place and secured the strap of his mine helmet under his chin. Then, crouching down, he unlocked the small chest suspended beneath his bunk and lifted the lid. Inside was everything he owned in the world, his birth parchment, his silver naming spoon, the letters NQ engraved on the handle, and a small leather pouch. Nate slid the small medallion it contained into his hand. He turned it over. It was a tiny portrait, handed down through the family for generations, of a young lad with indigo eyes, wearing an oversized suit of gleaming armour. Behind him were the fabulous towers and spires of an ancient city. "'Get a move on, Nate,' said Rudd. "'Else we'll be late.' "'Sorry, Rudd,' he said, locking the ironwood chest. Uh, "'Wait for me.' Nate followed Rudd across the muddy yard, glancing up at the wheelhouse beyond. Its chimney belched clouds of steam. Beneath, a stream of rubble and dust poured from the waste spouts onto a slag heap. It was part of the frack-sifting process. The valuable crystals were collected and stored in the frack's keep under armed guard, while the rubble was dumped outside the walls of the stockade. Each week, a frack's barge visited the mining stockade to collect the storm fracks and ship it back to Great Glade. Nate and Rudd joined the frax miners who formed a long line towards an open-sided hut where two red-faced mob gnomes were dishing out breakfast. The first was ladling grey slop into a bowl, the other added vegetables. Rudd and Nate took their food to the tables. "'Well, well, if it isn't the little lamplighter,' came a gruff voice. It was the hammerhead mine guard who'd given him the flogging the previous week. Nate turned away. He didn't want any trouble. The mine guard, however, had other ideas. He grabbed Nate by the shoulder. "'Don't turn your back on me, lamplighter,' he said. "'Daddy's not here to look after his precious little boy any more. Remember?' "'Maybe not, thugbutt,' said Rudd coolly. "'But I am.' "'This is nothing to do with you, Rudd,' the hammerhead growled. "'Well, I say it is.' snarled Rudd. He shoved the guard hard in the chest. "'Fancy trying your luck with me, eh?' he demanded. The hammerhead glowered, but did not take up the challenge. "'Come on, Nate. Tuck in before it gets cold. "'You're going to regret this, Rudd.' The hammerhead guard spat and turned and stomped off. Nate sighed. His friend had got him out of more scrapes than he could remember. He picked up his spoon and began poking at the stodgy broth. Although the mine owners promised bed and board to their workers, they spared every expense. But most frax miners didn't care, not when there were fortunes to be made deep below the twilight woods. Soon Nate's bowl and mug were empty, and the pair tramped off across the camp. Before them lay a two-mile hike. "'Still don't see why they couldn't have built a camp nearer the mine,' grumbled Rudd. "'You know it's dangerous to live too close to the twilight woods,' Nate said. "'The golden glow would tempt you in, and before you knew it, the woods would have robbed you of your senses. 
You'd be lost forever, unable to die, the flesh rotting from your bones as you stumble blindly on. Ahead, the golden light of the twilight woods glowed between the trees, beautiful yet treacherous. Any who strayed into the woods became disorientated, slowly losing their memories, their senses and sanity. Yet they could not die, for the golden light granted them a terrible immortality. At the pithead, Natum Rudd joined the group of frax miners, who were milling about waiting for the last of the night shift miners to leave. They shuffled past, looking exhausted. A few of the older miners wheezed the distinctive dry frax-lung cough, wisps of water vapour curling up from their mouths. Nate shivered. It came to all frax miners who stayed too long in the mines, as the purifying frax dust embedded itself in the lungs and turned the blood to water.